Today is February the 27th. Today, we see laws of purity. As we read through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Numbers chapters 4 through 6. Now in Numbers chapter 4, the census is uh, finished up. Um, we have uh, duties of the different clans and then uh, the sum of the number of people that were there. Chapter 3 tells us how Israel was to be arranged. The tabernacle set in the center of uh, the camp. The Levites surrounded the tab tabernacle. Then there were three tribes to the north, three to the west, three to the east, three to the south. Um, it was obviously a symbol that God dwells in the middle of his people. Because God dwells in the middle of his people, chapters 5 and 6 give us laws for the purification and continued purity of the people of Israel. God dwells in the midst of Israel. They need to be holy. Enjoy today as you read Numbers 4 through 6. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Record the names of the members of the clans and the families of the Kohathite division of the tribe of Levi. List all the men between the ages of thirty and fifty who were eligible to serve in the tabernacle. The duties of the Kohathites at the tabernacle will relate to the most sacred objects. When the camp moves, Aaron and his sons must enter the tabernacle first to take down the inner curtain and cover the Ark of the Covenant with it. Then they must cover the inner curtain with fine goatskin leather and spread over that a single piece of blue cloth. Finally, they must put the carrying poles of the ark in place. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the table where the bread of the presence is displayed. And on the cloth, they will place the bowls, ladles, jars, and pitchers and the special bread. They must spread a scarlet cloth over all this and finally, a covering of fine goatskin leather on top of the sacred cloth. Then they must insert the carrying poles into the table. Next, they must cover the lampstand with a blue cloth along with its lamps, lamp snuffers, trays, and special jars of olive oil. Then they must cover the lampstand and its accessories with fine goatskin leather and place the bundle on a carrying frame. Next, they must spread a blue cloth over the gold incense altar and cover this cloth with a fine goatskin leather. They must attach the carrying poles to the altar. They must take all the remaining furnishings of the sanctuary and wrap them in blue cloth, cover them with fine goatskin leather, and place them on the carrying frame. They must remove ashes from the altar for sacrifices and cover the altar with a purple cloth. All the altar utensils, the fire pans, meat forks, shovels, Basins and all the containers must be placed on the cloth, and a covering of fine goatskin leather must be spread over them. Finally, they must put the carrying poles in place. The camp will be ready to move when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the sacred articles. 
The Kohathites will come and carry these things to the next destination, but they must not touch the sacred objects, or they will die. So these are the things from the tabernacle that the Kohathites must carry. Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, will be responsible for the oil of the lampstand, the fragrant incense, and the daily grain offering, and the anointing oil. In fact, Eleazar will be responsible for the entire tabernacle and everything in it, including the sanctuary and its furnishings. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Do not let the Kohathite clans be destroyed from among the Levites. This is what you must do so they will live and not die when they approach the most sacred objects. Aaron and his sons must always go in with them and assign a specific duty or load to each person. The Kohathites must never enter the sanctuary to look at the sacred objects for even a moment or they will die. And the Lord said to Moses, Record the names of the members of the clans and families of the Gershonite division of the tribe of Levi. List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. These Gershonite clans will be responsible for general service and carrying loads. They must carry the curtains of the tabernacle, the tabernacle itself with its coverings and outer coverings of fine goatskin leather and the curtain for the tabernacle entrance. They are also to carry the curtains for the courtyard walls that surround the tabernacle and altar, the curtain across the courtyard entrance, the ropes, and all equipment related to their use. The Gershonites are responsible for all these items. Aaron and his sons will direct the Gershonites regarding their duties, whether it involves moving the equipment or doing other work. They must assign the Gershonites' responsibility for the loads they are to carry. So these are the duties assigned to the Gershonite clans at the tabernacle. They will be directly responsible to Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. Now record the names of the members of the clans and the families of the Merarite division of the tribe of Levi. List all the men between the ages of 30 and 50 who are eligible to serve in the tabernacle. Their only duty at the tabernacle will be to carry loads. They will carry the frames of the tabernacle, the crossbars, the posts, and the bases, also the posts for the courtyard walls with their bases, pegs, and ropes, and all the accessories and everything else related to their use. Assign the various loads to each man by name. So these are the duties of the Merarite clans at the tabernacle. They are directly responsible to Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. So Moses, Aaron, and the other leaders of the community listed the members of the Kohathite division by their clans and families. The list included all men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle, and the total number came to 2,750. So this was the total of all those from the Kohathite clans who were eligible to serve at the tabernacle. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. The Gershonite division was also listed by its clans and families. The list included all men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle, and the total number came to 2,630. So this was the total of all those from the Gershonite clans who were eligible to serve at the tabernacle. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded. 
The Mararite division was also listed by its clans and families. The list included all the men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle, and the total number came to 3,200. So this was the total of all those from the Mararite clans who were eligible for service. Moses and Aaron listed them just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. So Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of Israel listed all the Levites by their clans and families, all the men between 30 and 50 years of age who were eligible for service in the tabernacle and for its transportation numbered 8,580. When their names were recorded, as the Lord had commanded through Moses, each man was assigned his task and told what to carry. And so the registration was completed, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses, Command the people of Israel to remove from the camp anyone who has a skin disease or discharge, or anyone who has become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person. This command applies to men and women alike. Remove them so they will not defile the camp in which I live among them. So the Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses and removed such people from the camp. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, men or women, betray the Lord by doing wrong to another person, they are guilty. They must confess their sin and make full restitution for what they have done, adding an additional 20% and returning it to the person who was wronged. But if the person who was wronged is dead, and there are no near relatives to whom restitution can be made, the payment belongs to the Lord and must be given to the priest." Those who are guilty also must bring a ram as a sacrifice, and they will be purified and made right with the Lord. All the sacred offerings that the Israelites bring to a priest will belong to him. Each priest may keep all the sacred donations that he receives. And the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Suppose a man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to her husband, and has sex with another man, but neither her husband nor anyone else knows about it. She has defiled herself, even though there was no witness and she was not caught in the act. If her husband becomes jealous and is suspicious of his wife and needs to know whether or not she has defiled herself, the husband must bring his wife to the priest. He must also bring an offering of two quarts of barley flour to be presented on her behalf. Do not mix it with olive oil or frankincense, for it is a jealousy offering, an offering to prove whether or not she is guilty. The priest will then present her to stand trial before the Lord. He must take some holy water in a clay jar and pour it into the dust he has taken from the tabernacle floor. When the priest has presented the woman before the Lord, he must unbind her hair and place her hands in the offering of proof the jealousy offering to determine whether her husband's suspicions are justified. The priest will stand before her, holding the jar of bitter water that brings a curse to those who are guilty. The priest will then put the woman under oath and say to her, If no other man has had sex with you, and you have not gone astray and defiled yourself while under your husband's authority, may you be immune from the effects of this bitter water, that bring the curse. But if you have gone astray by being unfaithful to your husband, you have defiled yourself by having sex with another man. At this point, the priest must put the woman under oath by saying, 
May the people know that the Lord's curse is upon you when he makes you infertile, causing your womb to shrivel and your abdomen to swell. Now may the water that brings the curse enter your body and cause your abdomen to swell and your womb to shrivel. And the woman will be required to say, Yes, let it be so. And the priest will write these curses on a piece of leather and wash them off into the bitter water. He will make the woman drink the bitter water and bring on the curse. When the water enters her body, it will cause bitter suffering if she is guilty. The priest will take the jealousy offering from the woman's hand, lift it up before the Lord, and carry it to the altar. He will take a handful of flour as a token portion and burn it on the altar, and he will require the woman to drink the water. If she has defiled herself by being unfaithful to her husband, the water that brings the curse will cause bitter suffering. Her abdomen will swell and her womb will shrink, and her name will become a curse among her people. But if she has not defiled herself and is pure, then she will be unharmed and she will still be able to have children. This is the ritual law for dealing with suspicion. If a woman goes astray and defiles herself while under her husband's authority, or if a man becomes jealous and is suspicious that his wife has been unfaithful, the husband must present his wife before the Lord, and the priest will apply this entire ritual law to her. The husband will be innocent of any guilt in this matter, but his wife will be held accountable for her sin. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, either men or women, take a special vow of a Nazarite, setting themselves apart to the Lord in a special way, they must give up wine and other alcoholic drinks. They must not use vinegar made from wine or from other alcoholic drinks. They must not drink fresh grape juice. And they must not eat grapes or raisins. As long as they are bound by their Nazarite vow, they are not allowed to eat or drink anything that comes from a grapevine, not even the grapes, seeds, or skins. They must never cut their hair throughout the time of their vow, for they are holy and set apart to the Lord. Until the time of their vow has been fulfilled, they must let their hair grow long, and they must not go near a dead body during the entire period of their vow to the Lord. Even if the dead person is their own father, mother, brother, or sister, they must not defile themselves, for the hair on their heads is a symbol of their separation to God. This requirement applies as long as they are set apart to the Lord. If someone falls dead beside them, the hair they have dedicated will be defiled. They must wait for seven days and then shave their heads. Then they will be cleansed from their defilement. On the eighth day, they must bring two turtle doves and two young pigeons to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will offer one of the birds for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will purify them from the guilt they incurred through contact with the dead body. They must reaffirm their commitment and let their hair begin to grow again. The days of their vow that were completed before their defilement no longer count. They must rededicate themselves to the Lord as a Nazarite for the full term of their vow and each must bring a one-year-old male lamb for a guilt offering. This is the ritual law for the Nazarites. At the conclusion of their time of separation as Nazarites, they must go to the entrance of the tabernacle and offer their sacrifice to the Lord. A one-year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering, a one-year-old female lamb without defect for a sin offering, a ram without defect for a peace offering, 
a basket of bread made without yeast, cakes of choice flour mixed with olive oil and wafers spread with olive oil, along with their prescribed grain offerings and liquid offerings. The priest will present these offerings before the Lord, first the sin offering and the burnt offering, then the ram for a peace offering, along with the basket of bread made without yeast. The priest must also present the prescribed grain offering a liquid offering to the Lord. Then the Nazarites will shave their heads at the entrance of the tabernacle. They will take the hair that had been dedicated and place it on the fire beneath the peace offering sacrifice. After the Nazarite's head has been shaved, the priest will take for each of them a boiled shoulder from the ram, and he will take from the basket a cake and a wafer made without yeast. He will put them all in the Nazarite's hands. Then the priest will lift them up as a special offering before the Lord. These are holy portions for the priest, along with the breast of the special offering and the thigh of the sacred offering that are lifted up before the Lord. After this ceremony, the Nazarites may again drink wine. This is the ritual law of the Nazarites, who vow to bring these offerings to the Lord. They may also bring additional offerings if they can afford it. And they must be careful to do whatever they vowed when they set themselves apart as Nazarites. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. Scripture reading from the New Living Translation by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Let's find out together has a companion podcast, Salty Saints. Zach Kelly and I discuss scripture, apologetics, and theology. Look for Salty Saints on your favorite podcast app.